जय श्री रामकृष्ण माई हम्बल सैल्यूटेशन टू द होली फीट ऑफ श्री रामकृष्ण टूडे आई एम रीडिंग फ्रॉम द गॉस्पल ऑफ श्री रामकृष्ण सेक्शन वन चैप्टर वन श्री रामकृष्ण एट दक्षिणेश्वर द काली टेम्पल एंड गार्डन इट इज संडे द डिवोटीज हैव अ डे ऑफ फ्रॉम वर्क so they are coming in great numbers to the kali temple at dakshineshwar to see the paramhamsa deva shri ramakrishna his door is open to all thakur talks freely with all the visitors sadhus paramhamsas hindus christians brahmos saktas shainavas men and women they all visit him blessed you are rani rashmani It is because of your virtue that such a beautiful temple has come into being. Besides, there is a living image. People are able to come here to meet and worship a great spiritual personality. The Chandni and the 12 Shiva temples. The Kali temple is located about 5 miles north of Calcutta on the bank of Ganges. Arriving by boat and climbing toward the east up a broad staircase one enters the kali temple it is at this very ghat that sri ramakrishna takes his bath just up from the staircase in the chandni watchmen of the temple live here their coats mango wood chests and one or two jugs and such things are lying around when the gentlemen of the neighborhood come to the temple garden to take their bath in the ganges some of them sit here and gossip while they have an oil massage some of the sadhus fakirs and vaishnavas who come to have prasad from guest house wait here for the bell announcing the food offerings at times a bhairavi woman worshipper of the mother dressed in ochre cloth and holding a trident in her hand is seated here she too will go to the guest house for food when the bell rings The Chandni is situated in the center of 12 Shiva temples, 6 temples to the north and 6 to the south. People passing by in boats seeing the 12 temples from a distance exclaim that is the temple garden of Rani Rashmani. The brick courtyard and the Vishnu temple. There's a cemented brick courtyard to the east of the Chandni and then the 12 Shiva temples. In the center of the courtyard are two temples facing each other. To the north is the temple of Radhakanta, directly south of it is the temple of Mother Kali. In the Radhakanta temple, the images of Radha and Krishna face west. One enters up a flight of stairs. The floor of this temple is paved with marble and a chandelier hangs in its vestibule. Not in use now. it is protected by a red linen cloth a watchman keeps vigil in the temple and canvas screens protect the deities from the midday sun in the western sky passages left open between the rows of columns in the vestibule are covered by screens toward the southeast corner in a pitcher of ganges water and near the threshold of the door is a vessel containing holy water Devotees bow down before the deities and then take a few drops of the water. 
Inside the temple, the statues of Radha and Krishna sit on a raised seat. Sri Ramakrishna's first duties as priest in 1857 and 1858 were at this temple. Shri Shri Mother Kali In the southern temple, in the beautiful stone image of Kali, the Divine Mother. She is called the Savior of the world. The floor of the temple is paved in black and white marble. Steps ascend to a raised platform on which there is a silver lotus of a thousand petals. On this lotus, Shiva lies on his back, his head to the south and feet to the north. The image of Shiva is made of white marble. On his breast stands the stone image of the very beautiful three-eyed Shyamakali. She is dressed in a Benarasi sari and decorated with jewels of many kinds. On her lotus feet are tinkling anklets, ornaments, red china roses and bell leaves. One of the anklets is called Punjab and is worn by women of the West, Punjab and Uttar Pradesh. This ornament was procured by Mathur Babu at the special desire of Sri Ramakrishna. The mother's arms are adorned with broad bangles and armlets made of gold. Her lower arm wears the bracelets known as coconut flowers, pancha bauti and bala. On her upper arms, she wears armlets called tad, tabis and baju. The last one has a pendant attached to it. Around her neck, the divine mother wears a golden cheek a pearl necklace of seven strings, a golden necklace of 32 strings, a chain of stars and a golden garland made of human skulls. On her head, she wears a crown. Her ears are adorned with kanbala and kanpash, golden earrings that look like flowers and also round golden earrings and the golden fish. She wears a pearl nose ring. The three-eyed goddess holds a dissipated human head and a sword in her upper and lower left hands. Her upper right hand makes the sign of fearlessness and the lower offers wounds. Around her waist, she wears a garland of human arms as well as golden waist chains called neem fruit and komarpata. In the northeast corner of the temple is a beautiful bed where the mother rests. On a side wall hangs a chamara with which Sri Ramakrishna fanned her. On a lotus stand on the altar is water in a silver water glass. Rows of vessels that hold water for mother to drink are on the steps. On a silver lotus seat to the northwest is a lion made of eight metals. Images of an iguana and a trident are to the east. Toward the southwest of the platform is a vixen, to the south is a black stone bull and to the northeast is a swan. On one of the steps leading to the platform is an image of Narayana on a small silver throne. On one side of him is an image of Ramlala, the boy Ramchandra made of eight metals which the Paramhamsa obtained from a holy man. There is also an emblem of Shiva as well as some other gods. 
The Divine Mother faces south. Directly in front of her to the south of the platform is a pitcher. After puja, this pitcher is dabbed with vermilion covered with various kinds of flowers and decorated with flower garlands. On another wall is a copper pitcher filled with water to wash the mother's face. Above in the temple canopy behind the image, a beautiful piece of Benares silk hangs. Adding to the beauty of the image are silver columns on the four sides of the platform with costly canopies spread over them. The temple is of medium size. Some of the gates of the vestibule are protected by strong doors. A guard sits near one of the doors. Nearby is a small vessel containing holy water. The top of the temple is adorned with nine pinnacles. Four of the pinnacles rise from the lower corners of the roof, four from the middle, and above them one pinnacle rises from the center peak. It is now broken. The Paramhamsa Deva performed puja in this shrine as well as in the shrine of Radhakanta. The Nath Mandir, the theatrical hall. In front of Kali's shrine, that is, to the south, is a beautiful and spacious Nath Mandir on which Shiva and his attendants Nandi and Bhringi are depicted. Before entering the mother's temple, Sri Ramakrishna would fold his hands and bow to Shiva as though entering the temple after taking his permission. Two rows of high columns stands north-south of the Nath Mandir with a roof over them. To the east and west of the row of columns are two portions of the Nath Mandir. During festivals, especially on Kali Puja Day, theatrical performances are performed in the Nath Mandir. It was there that Mathur Babu, the son-in-law of Rashmani, at the request of Sri Ramakrishna, carried out a donation to the poor called the Ceremony of the Mound of Grain. It was here that Sri Ramakrishna worshipped Vairavi. Store, pantry, guest house and place of sacrifice. To the west of the courtyard are the 12 Shiva temples and on the three other sides are single-storied rooms. The rooms to the east include the storeroom, a room for keeping luchis, that is fried bread, a room for food offerings for Vishnu, a room for preparing fruit and other offerings and a room for cooking and offerings for the Divine Mother as well as the guest house for feeding guests. If guests and visiting sadhus do not eat here, they must go to the office of the steward of the temple for permission to take rations from the store. To the south of the Nath Mandir is the place of sacrifice. Food prepared for Vishnu's shrine is vegetarian but not so for Kali. There is a separate kitchen for preparing food for her. In front of the kitchen of the Divine Mother, maidservants cut fish with big knives. On the dark night of the mouth, a goat is sacrificed. The food offering is over before noon. In the meantime, beggars, shadhus and guests take plates made of sal leaves from the guest house and sit down in rows. Brahmins are allotted a separate corner and the Brahmins working here have different seats as well. Prasad for the steward is sent to his room. 
the descendants of the founder of the temple rani rashmani stay in the kuthi when they visit the temple their prashad is taken to them there office rooms in the row of rooms on the south side of the courtyard are offices and the residences of officials the steward and clerks stay here and the storekeeper maid servants men servants priests cooks brahmin cooks and gatekeepers are generally found walking in and out some of these rooms which contain property of the temple such as carpets and tents are locked some of the rooms are used as storerooms on the birthday celebration of paramhamsa deva the cooking for this great celebration is done on the ground to the south there's another row of single storied rooms to the north of the courtyard in its center is the main gate as in the chandni here too gatekeepers keep watch shoes must be taken off before entering both places shri ram krishna's room in the northwest corner of the courtyard just north of the 12 shiva temples is shri ram krishna's room due west of his room is a semi circular veranda it was from here facing west that shri ramakrishna often watched the ganges next to this veranda is a path and to its west a flower garden and terrace alongside which flows the pure sweet melodious waters of ganges the symbol of all pilgrimages nahavat the music pavilion bakultala and panchavati just north of the paramhamsa deva's room is a rectangular veranda to its north is a garden path and flower garden and beyond that is the nahabad the music pavilion the revered mother of sri ramakrishna and later the holy mother lived in the lower room next to the nahabad are the grove of bakul trees and river ghat where the women of the neighborhood take their bath it was at this ghat that the venerable mother of the paramhamsa deva breathed her last with the lower half of her body immersed in the holy waters of the ganges a little north of the bakultala is the panchavati a grove of five trees it was in the panchavati that the paramhamsa deva practiced many religious austerities he would often stroll around the area with his devotees at times deep at night he would rise and go there this grove consists of five trees the bata indian fig people neem amlaki and bale trees which thakur himself planted on returning from vrindavan sri ramakrishna scattered the dust of that holy place at the panchavati directly east of it sri ramakrishna had a thatched hut built it was there that he meditated and practiced many austerities this hut has since been replaced by a room made of brick in the center of the panchavati are a banyan tree and a peepal tree which have grown together and now appear as one being very old the tree has many holes in it which have become the living places of many birds and animals below it is a brick built circular platform with steps seated on the northwestern side of the platform bhagavan sri ramakrishna carried out many devotional exercises with great yearning he called upon god like a cow cries for its calf 
Now across the hallowed seat, a branch of the peepal tree has fallen. Though it has not completely broken away from the parent bata tree, it seems to say that no great man worthy to sit on that platform has yet been born. Jotatala, Beltala and Kuthi A little knot of the Panchavati is a railing made of iron wire. On the other side of it is the Jotatala, where rows and rows of willow trees stand. A short distance east from Jotatala is the Beltala. Here too, the Paramhamsa Deva practiced many difficult austerities. Beyond the Jotatala and the Beltala is a high wall and just north of it is the government magazine. Going north from the main gate of the courtyard, one comes to the two-storied Kuthi. Whenever Rani Rashmani and her son-in-law Mathur Babu and other members of the family visited the temple, they would stay at the Kuthi. During their lifetime, the Paramhansa Deva lived in the western room on the ground floor. A path from this room leads to Bakultala Ghat from where there is a splendid view of the Ganges. Ghat for washing utensils, Ghazitala and gates. Going east on the path between the main gate of the courtyard and the Kuthi is a fine reservoir with a specially built paved ghat. This ghat, which borders the east of Mother Kali's temple, is used for washing utensils. A short distance north from the main gate path is another ghat to the side of which is a tree called Ghazitala. A little further east on this path is another gate. It is the main exit from the garden. People from Alam Bazar or Calcutta visit the temple through this gate. People from Dakshineshwar come in through the back gate. There too a watchman is stationed. When the Paramhamsa Deva used to return to the Kali temple from Calcutta at midnight, the watchman at this gate would unlock it. The Paramhamsa Deva would call him to his room and give him luchi, sweets and other items of prasad. Hanspukur, stable cow sheds and lower garden. To the east of the Panchavati is another reservoir oil called Hanspukur or goose tank. At its northeast corner are a stable and a cow shed. East of the cow shed is the back gate. It leads to the village of Dakshineshwar. It is used by priests and temple officials and their families who live in Dakshineshwar. There is a flower-bordered path along the Ganges running north from the southern extremity of the garden to the Bakultala and the Panchavati. An east-west path from the south of the Kuthi is also flanked by flowers. From the Ghazitala to the Kauban, the stretch of land to the east of the Kuthi and the Hanspukur also has flowering plants of different species, fruit trees and another reservoir. Very early in the morning, when the eastern sky is turning red, one can hear the sweet sounds of the morning aruti and morning music played on the Shanai. At this time, flowers from Mother Kali's flower garden are plucked for worship. On the bank of the Ganges, in front of the Panchavati, are vilva trees and fragrant beds of pagoda flowers. Sri Ramakrishna was very fond of tulips. Madhavi and gulachi flowers. He brought a madhavi creeper from Vrindavan and planted it here. 
on the eastern bank of the Hanspukur and the Kuti are champak plants and at a little distance are plants of jhumka, hibiscus, roses and kanchan. Aparajita glows on hedges and close by are jasmine and shafalika flowers. Along the western wall beside the 12 Shiva temples are red and white oleander, roses and both large and small jasmine. Interspersed at Datura, which provide large and fragrant white blossoms used in the worship of Shiva. At intervals, there are basil plants growing on high brick-built platforms. To the south of the Nahabat are larger jasmine, gardenia and roses. Not far from the brick-built khat are lotus oleander and the cuckooite. Near the Paramhamsa Deva's room are a couple of coscomb and close by a double jasmine, gardenia, roses, tulips, white and red oleanders, double hibiscus and Chinese hibiscus. Sri Ramakrishna used to gather flowers for worship himself. One day when he was plucking the leaves of a bale tree in front of the Panchavati, a small portion of the bark of the tree came off. He felt as if the one who lives within all things had received a severe pain. Thenceforth, he could no longer pluck bale leaves. Another day, when he was walking around picking flowers, he was suddenly aware that the various flowering plants were but so many bouquets adoring the great image of Shiva. Shiva was thus being worshipped day and night. Henceforth, he ceased to pick flowers. Varanda of Thakur, Sri Ramakrishna's room. Two adjoining verandas extend east and south from Sri Ramakrishna's room. It was in the south wing of these verandas which faced the courtyard that Sri Ramakrishna often sat with the devotees. There he would talk to them about God and sing devotional songs with them. In the northern wing, devotees also gathered to celebrate his birthday and to sing hymns with him. At times, he would take prasad with them there. It was also on this veranda that Keshav Chandra Sen visited him and would talk for long hours like a disciple. They would enjoy themselves with puffed rice, coconut, luchis and sweets. It was here also that Sri Ramakrishna went into Samadhi at the site of Narendra. The Abode of Joy The Kali temple has become the abode of joy. Radhakanta, Bhavatarini and Mahadeva are worshipped here daily. Offerings for worship are made and guests served. On one side, the sacred view of Bhagirati, the Ganges, stretches far into the distance. On the other is a unique and varied flower garden that charms everyone with its abundant fragrance and beauty. As well, there's the God-man intoxicated day and night with love for God. And there is the perennial festival of the ever-joyful Divine Mother. Music emanates from the Nahabat at the sacred time of the dawn Arati and again when worship starts about 9 in the morning. At noon, it sounds after the food offering, when the deities retire to rest. It is again played at 4 o'clock when they rise after their rest. Music is heard again from the Nahabat at the time of evening Arati 
and last of all at nine at night when after the evening offerings of food the deities go to bed thank you so much for listening till the end this is the end of chapter 1 of section 1 of the gospel of sri ramakrishna i hope you enjoyed it peace and love to all jai sri ramakrishna